This is the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing and Dolan and Susan Powers of the Armstrong Advisory Group. Each week, Todd and Susan will discuss many topics, including estate planning, how to avoid probate, and protecting your money from a nursing home. If you need assistance in any of these areas or have a question about another issue that may affect your future, call 866-848-5699 to make an appointment. That's 866-848-5699. Operators are standing by. Now, here are your hosts, Todd Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Welcome, Todd. How are you today? I am never better, and you? I am great, thank you. What do you have for us? couple things. We've got a mass appellate court case today, so we don't always get to get one right here in the home state, but this one is about, oh, and we also have a Tennessee appellate court case. I don't want you to think we're going to stay in our state right. alone. So uh, this first one is about a petition to partition and the ability to divide it unequally. In this case, David, the, the David uh, uh, Leonard was his name, the dad, Leonard, deeded property to his three kids and reserved a life estate. So Nina, James, and Anna got it and reserved a life estate. Already problems are mounting, right? Then the daughter moves in and takes care of dad and John, the disabled brother, but runs the house down so badly that mom and dad and the brother have Mm -hmm. to leave the house. Well, this causes all kind of problems with the family, wanting to sell, and here's the petition to partition, and all the headaches that go with life estates really come out in this case. So stay tuned, and you'll learn about what not to do. Tennessee Appellate Court case, we have a post-nuptial and a prenuptial agreement. So in this case, Doris and Nathan, second marriage, put together a post-nuptial agreement that says, hey, we're going to put together our wills, and our wills are going to leave everything to each other for life and then equally to all our kids. Well, later on in 2015, Nathan wanted to change his will and disinherit his own kids. Well, is he allowed to do that? Hmm. What controls here? And in both of these cases, folks... It would seem to me that trusts would have been better than doing either a life estate deed in one or a post-nuptial agreement Mm -hmm. in another that prohibits your estate planning in some way. Folks, If that's what our guide is about this month. It's demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts. We talk about pooled trusts, irrevocable Uh, life insurance trusts, revocable trusts, and then the Medicaid irrevocable trusts, special needs. If you have ever wanted to begin your estate planning, this guide is for you. It's going to help you pick which kind of trust might be right for you. And it explains how they operate. So folks, call and get the guide full of information, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts, folks. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. Great. Let's, let's go back to Massachusetts and talk about petitioning to partition real estate. How does that work? So again, Dad Leonard in this case, he had deeded the property to his three kids, Nina, James, and Anna and reserve the right to live there. Okay, and again, as I said, Nina moved in and started to care for Dad and John, who was a disabled brother. 
So right off the bat, that makes me say, why are you doing a life estate arrangement when you have a disabled child? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you be thinking about how to better plan for a disabled child? We'll get there. So she moves in and apparently does a horrible job. Runs the property down. It's in such disrepair. It's so bad that you really can't even live there anymore. And so dad and John move out. And then the siblings have to kick out the daughter, the sister. They let it run down. uh, Anna, um, that let it run down just so that they could spend time, money, and effort fixing it up Mm -hmm. to sell it. Mm -hmm. Of course, Anna, who is a owner of the property, a remainder owner, decides, no, we're not selling. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another problem with life estate arrangements. And uh, so, of course, the other siblings decide to file this petition to partition. Well, what is that? Petition to partition is basically the judge is going to force the sale. Okay. Say so you either buy out the other siblings, Anna, or we're selling it and you'll get your little piece mm-hmm. of your interest. And they ask the judge to allocate money differently. Say, not equally, but give us a little bit more because we spent all the time and money fixing to it, up fix it up to be able to sell it. And they sell it successfully one day before dad, the life tenant, dies. One day before death, they sold. Okay, now what? Well, now they go to trial court. And the trial court says, no, we are not going to divide the money unequally. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get it equally. Their argument was the life tenant is the one that has the right to live there, which was Leonard, dad, Mm -hmm. and is the one responsible for maintaining the property, not remainderman. And that's not untrue. Yeah. That is correct. And he, they sold it the day before he died. They sold it the day before he died. So he was... So doesn't he get a little piece as the... Well, that part doesn't matter. That just goes into his estate. Oh, got it. And then it'll go to the kids. Yeah. Uh, but, but yes, he would have got a little piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, okay, so they weren't happy with that result, so they brought it to the appellate court, and the appellate court decided to remand the case. They didn't necessarily reverse it, which they, just means go back and review it again, right? They said go back and review it because trial court, we don't think you, we think you ignored your ability. To exercise discretion, you have discretionary authority to split the money unequally. Hmm. And you chose to ignore that. So why don't you go back and rethink that, is what the appellate court said to the trial court. Now, I don't know what happened here, but what do we learn from this, folks? I mean, so many things, right? First of all, I don't understand. First, So a life estate arrangement here means you can do it two ways. One way where you give it to the kids, which they did, and retain the life estate. The bad way. Which I don't like. Or if you're going to do one, which I don't love life estates all the time anyway, deed it to an irrevocable trust mm-hmm. and retain a life estate. What's the difference? Yeah, why Why would you do Look at this case, right? When the kids had it, dad doesn't have the right to sell it. Mm-hmm. He has to get everybody's permission. Yeah. If you run into a problem, you got to petition to partition, which is exactly what they did here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, when you do get the right to sell it, even if you did, all the remaindermen would have got an equal, well, 
we think, an equal piece right, in theory. of their money. And dad would have got, as you said, Susan, a little piece based on his age. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have that problem of, of if you want to sell it and, you, and if dad was fine and wanted to buy another house, he'd have no money to, to buy another right. house with because the kids got an early inheritance. Mm-hmm. So I don't love that result. Not to mention there's tax problems with this. If the kids don't live there, they're not going to get the Section 121 capital gains exclusion associated with selling your primary residence because they don't live there. Whereas dad would, but he only got a little bit of the money based on his age and IRS tables. Mm -hmm. So now there's a big capital gains tax problem because of this. Why would you need to have the the life estate portion muddy the water at all? Why wouldn't you just put it straight into an irrevocable trust? And nine times out of ten, that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, in this case, if even if you did reserve a life estate, at least if it was in the irrevocable trust, you can sell it. Mm-hmm. Just remove the trustee, put one on that will if do they what won't you want. Do it, yeah. There's no adverse capital gains tax problems because it's a grantor trust, so you get your entire capital gains tax exclusion. Mm-hmm. You get the ability to use all the money in the trust to buy another house. Yeah. You don't even have to restart the five-year waiting period. Don't forget whatever money does go to the life tenant would be at risk for the nursing home again mm-hmm. because that's outside the trust. So, but again, with the with the irrevocable trust, you would have been able to do all of those things, no headaches, and really think about this. The thing I love about the irrevocable trust versus a life estate is, look, Anna actually moved in here to try to provide help and care. Yep. If she did a good job, right? It might have been that dad would have said, well, geez, you've been at this so long. You might not have a place to live anymore because you sold your house. You moved in here. You've really provided us a great sense of comfort. I want to give you the house. Mm-hmm. You can't do it right? because the other kids have the remainder interest. So you lose flexibility with this. Folks, learn about these trusts. Get the guide. Irrevocable Medicaid trusts are listed in this guide. That's the one I was just explaining that would have been better here for dad than giving away a life estate. or go to our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. Download it there. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. We've got much more to come when we return to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. 
No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. For 40 years, Cancer Support Community has been a relentless ally for anyone impacted by cancer with free services provided online and in person with their newest location in Massachusetts. Connect with Cancer Support Community Massachusetts for free emotional support, educational resources, patient navigation, financial counseling, and more. 617-797-3391. CancerSupportMass.org. CancerSupportMass.org. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're listening to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutke, an expert in elder life planning and taxation. Need help with your estate plan? Call Todd right now and make an appointment. 866-848-5699. That's 866-848-5699. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. We're heading to Tennessee. We are. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Tennessee, here we come. For some postnuptial. Postnuptial, prenuptial agreements. So let's let's take a look at this. This one kind of boggles my mind a little too. So Doris and Nathan, second marriage. All right. Second marriage, and I'm already thinking, where's the trust? Why aren't we doing planning here? Okay, well, second marriage, they decide to get together, and they, uh, after the marriage, well after the marriage, which is why it's a post-nup agreement, they enter into an agreement to devise their property that basically provides that their respective wills, again, why they're doing wills, I don't know, would leave the assets in trust for life for each other. So this is now a testamentary trust built into a will. That's what I call it a will trust for mm-hmm. people. So they don't if they don't know what the word testamentary trust means. And then upon their death, equally to all kids both sides. 
of the marriage. Oh, well, that's nice. That means everybody's getting along, and I kind of mm-hmm. like that part. Well, that was done. And then in 2015, Nathan decides to do a new will. In his new will, he decided to disinherit all five of his own children. His own. His own children. Hmm. Uh, Nathan then died. And his kids, of course, sued to have the postnuptial agreement apply and not his will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seems like interesting argument, I guess. Of course, they're upset. Uh, And the trial court agreed that the postnuptial agreement is binding and enforceable. Beyond your will? Well, no. The postnuptial agreement says you need to create wills that provide Mm. equally to all kids. So the postnuptial agreement says you need to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm like, interesting. Well, Doris, the wife, not thrilled with this result, of course, uh, decides to appeal and you know, lists a bunch of arguments saying that that agreement's not binding, it's not valid, it's, it's really designed to protect disinheriting of the other people's kids, not your own kids. Mm-hmm. Well, the appellate court listened to all these arguments and really dis- dismissed all of them, except one, and said, there's this rule about entering into agreements knowledgeably. Knowledgeably. We're going to expand that a little bit and does that entering into an agreement knowledgeably apply to only prenup agreements or does it also apply to postnup agreements mm. he decided that it applies to both so he remanded the case back to the appellate to the trial court to explore you know this idea of did they actually enter into this knowledgeably understanding that they wouldn't be able to change their mind right so folks this this case just yeah. screams at me. What a nightmare. Second marriages. If this is you, folks, think about the guide we're giving away, right? If there's so many reasons to do estate planning, I, I get it, from young children to planning for nursing homes to avoid taxes to avoid probate. But second marriages? That should be on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about doing your planning, what would have been a better approach here? You know, some kind of a trust would have been better than a testamentary post-nuptial right. promise to do a will. So I, I don't get it. And these this guide has the top seven estate planning trusts in it that will help you pick the right one for you. And you know if you've got disabled children, it talks about special needs trusts. It talks about sole benefit trusts. Last-minute planning for Medicaid pool trusts, plus the kind of trust that might work for a second marriage, whether it be revocable or irrevocable. Call, get the guide, learn what type of trust is right for you. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download the guide there. Again, demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts is the name. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. What can we learn from this if we haven't already (laughs) learned enough? First of all, folks, when you've got a second marriage, what what is a testamentary trust? A testamentary trust is defined as a will with a trust inside it. And remember, wills do not become effective until the moment you die. And since the will contains the trust and wills go to probate, 
you must go to probate in order to have a testamentary trust operate. Not sure why you'd want to do that. Right. Uh, it doesn't really offer any benefits. Again, I'm not sure how detailed they got with this where they said, you know, it's held in trust for life with this postnuptial agreement for the other spouse and then to the kids. I can only hope that it had marital shares and remainder shares and the things that we talk about all the time in terms of being able to create these sub buckets on the death of the first spouse to shelter assets for estate tax purposes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we want to provide for the family, but we also want to not pay tax right and this is a way to do it and not I hope paying taxes gives more to the family absolutely and then you know from the the other thing they talked about here was you know did they enter into this knowledgeably and i think susan you were sort of hinting at that at the end of the a few minutes ago uh, what does that mean i mean did they really understand that by signing this postnuptial agreement that they could no longer ever change their mind ever about how we might want to leave our own assets right i mean if if i had a kid that moved in with me and was helping me and the other kids were sort of not talking to me and i wanted to leave everything to one you know again i i, I can understand not disinheriting your spouse's the kids. spouse's kids but the piece that i was going to leave to my kids I, I should certainly be allowed to rethink yeah how i want to leave things and have that discretion I, and i don't know and i think that's what the judge was saying here is i'm not sure they understood knowledgeably that that's what they were doing when they signed this i can't imagine doing a post-nuptial agreement rather than a trust I know, I know. I couldn't either. The trust is certainly the way to go. Sounds but like they might have used a probate attorney. <laughs> might have been. Might have been. Now, let's let's explore what you were just saying there, though, right? Because if we were to use a trust, do you keep your ability? I mean, why do mm. I need this agreement at all? Let's just do our estate plan. Right. We don't need a post-nuptial agreement to do this. We're married. It doesn't. There's no indication that they got divorced. This was a second marriage, and they he could have died happily married. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know for this on the second marriage. So just get together as a as a couple and do your estate plan. You don't yeah. need a postnuptial agreement. No. And if you do your estate plan, and let's say you even set up an irrevocable trust, right? Mm -hmm. You would think, well, geez, doesn't that prevent me from having the ability to change? Remember, these irrevocable trusts, these Medicaid irrevocable trusts anyway. Now, remember, there's many kinds of irrevocable yeah. trusts. Another reason to get the guide, because there's multiple kinds of irrevocable trusts. But on these, you keep a lot of control. You get to avoid probate. You get to reduce taxes. You get to protect the assets from the nursing home, not only for each other, but for both sides of the family. Mm -hmm. Right? So if if the goal is to leave things whether equally or not, to, to the kids, the irrevocable trust protects the assets for them. But more importantly, even though you have it in the irrevocable trust, you get to keep a limited power of appointment for flexibility that says during your lives, if you want to rethink how you leave your piece of the assets, mm -hmm. generally limited to a group that you define in the beginning, which would be children of all generations, you could rethink it. Right. And so in this case, he Nathan could have rethought what he wanted to do, not waive that right, right when he signed a 
you know, post-nuptial agreement. But by the same token, this limited power of appointment can also be exercised after death, which is great flexibility for a first marriage, maybe not for a second. Mm -hmm. So for a second marriage, you just don't put in the limited power of appointment so that when one dies, the surviving spouse can't change your wishes about your peace. Folks, all these kinds of things are explained in the Medicaid Irrevocable Trust section of the Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. Many other trusts in here. Get it. Learn how they work. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You have been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with a law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. Todd will be answering your listener questions next when we return to the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. 
The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're listening to The Legal Exchange and it's time for Ask Todd, the segment where Todd will answer your questions about anything and everything that's included in the estate planning process. Once again, here's Todd Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome back, Todd. We have a few questions from listeners. First question comes from Deb in Saugus, Mass. And Deb writes, My husband and I set up two irrevocable trusts with you a few years ago. My husband is only 60 but is in failing health. I will be receiving an inherited IRA from my father, who recently passed, worth 700000 Can I transfer this into my irrevocable trust once I receive it? I'm concerned my husband won't make another five years before needing long-term care. Well, I mean, this is somewhat of an easy answer, but people don't think about it all the time. Um, So let's start at the end where she says she's getting the 700000 because I have other issues, but she's getting the $700,000 as an inherited IRA from From her her father. father. So when you inherit an IRA, it stays inside the IRA. Mm-hmm. It just now becomes you as the beneficiary of that IRA when you're a child receiving it. Different than a spouse, but when a child receives it. An adult child. An just adult child. Yeah. Now, since I assume he died recently and it's going to be subject to the Secure Act 2.0 mm-hmm. that just passed last year. That says, you know, she has to take it out over 10-year period. Yeah. Now, the reason they do that, of course, is so they can get more money quicker and pay higher income taxes, mm-hmm. but there's nothing nothing she can do about that. But no, what, it's to secure America's retirement. It is. That's why it's called the SECURE Act. <laughs> secures the sure government. Sure it is. <laughs> it secures the government's functioning uh-huh. is what it does. Um, so, so in this case... That to not, you know, make that problem worse, mm-hmm. don't take the $700,000 and put it into her irrevocable trust, which she asked about doing. Right. You, you can't do that. Oh, you could, but if you did, instead of having 10 years to pay the income tax, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take $700,000 into income in one year. Right. And you're going to lose... 40% federal and state anyway you figure 35 and 5 at a bare mm-hmm. minimum um, you know if you're in mass uh, and so you know you're going to lose 40% of $280,000 right that's probably not a good idea so I would say just live on it enjoy it but you know you can't put it into the irrevocable trust right now would you would you accelerate the distributions shorter than 10 years where she thinks her husband's going to need to go into a nursing home no, I probably wouldn't. Okay. Um, we can do things last minute with IRAs, especially if it's hers. Right. Right. So if it's hers and she was to, and he was to get sick and go in a nursing home, let, let's let's not forget about the planning they did. Mm-hmm. Right. They set up two irrevocable trusts a few years ago. So yeah. let's say they get past that five year window. Don't lose sight of the prize in terms of what was put in those irrevocable mm-hmm. trusts because those are already going to be off the table. Right. And then you look at what's still on the table, which is this 700000 So two reasons I don't want to move it. One, tax. Two, 
if there's not a lot of time, I don't want to be creating new five-year waiting periods right. every time I put some money in the trust mm-hmm. by pulling some money out of the IRA. So, so no on that. And remember, last minute, especially in this case, since it's likely that Deb will be the one that's not in the nursing home and it's her IRA, mm-hmm. I don't have to move it anywhere. So it can be annuitized if we need to. We've talked about Medicaid annuities a lot on the program. We could buy a Medicaid annuity inside the IRA right. and have it come out slowly through this annuity payment and immediately protect it from the nursing home. Mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't take it out slowly over time. Okay. However, folks, this is an example, at least you can see. In this case, they used irrevocable trust to do their estate plan in, in long ago, or not too long ago, but they did it. My point is that I don't know what trust is right for you, and that's why we've prepared a demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts uh, as a guide this month. And it lists, yes, this Medicaid irrevocable trust that we just described, but also regular revocable trusts and irrevocable life insurance trusts. And hey, if you've got a special needs child, it talks about special needs trusts and sole benefit trusts. So folks, we don't know what's right for you. If you don't know what's right for you, get the guide. Demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts and it explains how they work operationally. 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com. You can download it there. Again, 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com. Mike from Clinton writes, My brother inherited a home from our mother when she passed away, but never updated the deed to put it into his name. He recently passed away after spending time in a, spending a year in a nursing home. Mm. What happens to his house now? Will the nursing home take it, or will it go to his beneficiary, which is me? <laughs> so, uh, me is always important. <laughs> but... You know, in this case, a couple of things uh, I see has sort of happened. One, there was no planning done when when uh, the mother died. Right. So I assume the mother, fortunately, didn't go to a nursing home, so they didn't take it. Mm-hmm. And, and it just went to probate and is probably just sitting in her estate. Yeah. However, if the will actually said, give I assume there was a will, mm-hmm. give it to the brother, then the brother actually became the legal owner the moment mom died even though no actual deed was prepared. So okay. he's the, he's so the owner. So it didn't matter that he didn't, didn't matter. do a deed. No, he's still the owner. Uh, and, and again, you just would reference the probate estate right. for the deed. Mm-hmm. So you could see by referencing the probate estate that he's the owner. So assuming you know he is the owner now and they you know closed out the mother's estate, even though they didn't prepare a deed, when he got sick and went into the nursing home, assuming he had done no planning, mm-hmm. no trust involved, nothing, it doesn't sound like it from the question, there would have been an issue, right? You would have had to apply for Medicaid, and hopefully he got help in applying, and I'm assuming, again, you have to have less than $2,000 and a house. Mm-hmm. So in this case, they must have spent down all his money, or maybe he didn't have any did to begin something with. Yeah. with the money last minute to, to protect it. Um, but the house would have been another issue. And as long as the house was less than, 
I don't know, it's like a million ninety thousand dollars. It goes mm-hmm. up every year. If the equity in the home is of the primary residence of a single person, doesn't apply to married couples, but to single people, if the equity value is under a million ninety thousand dollars ish, the house can be considered non countable even though you own it as long as you check a box that says I intend to return home on the application. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that he went into the nursing home and was able to get on Medicaid and they didn't take the house Mm -hmm. because of that little technique. However, the house would go to probate. So now when he dies, is it going to get to the me in this case? Yeah. It probably will. It sounds like he died and he might, I guess he had a will that said it leaves it to this person. This person will have to wait for estate administration to go to probate and to notify the state for something called estate recovery. Mm-hmm. So if he was on Medicaid, the state's going to say, place a lien on the house saying, this is how much money we paid over the year that he was in the, on his behalf. In the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And we want this much money back. Now, after a year, it's not going to be that bad because the Medicaid rate is pretty low. Yeah. So, great. She says, fine, I either sell the house and give them some money Mm -hmm. or I keep the house, mortgage it, and pay off the state. So, it's very possible that the me in this example uh, is going to get the house. We'll just have to deal with that little glitch and deal with the property. So, folks, trusts work probably better than doing nothing learn how they work, demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. If you have a question you would like to ask Todd, visit his website, LegalExchangeShow.com and click on the Ask Todd tab. Maybe I'll be able to read your question on the air and hopefully his answer will stop you from becoming one of his next real life stories. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and we'll be back with more after this quick break on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. 
No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're tuned to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. If you or a loved one needs a nursing home stay, call Todd right now at 866-848-5699 and let him make sure your assets are protected. That's 866-848-5699 or visit him online at LegalExchangeShow.com. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. And I'm joined, of course, by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Todd, the first trust you have in your guide this month, demystifying the top seven <coughs> estate planning trusts, is nominee realty trusts. Mm. Nominee realty trusts. Yes. The first line in that section says a nominee realty trust is not really a trust at all. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Can you please explain that? Right. And who picked the name trust if it's not a trust? I know. And they don't even exist in every state. It's kind of unique to some New England Hmm. states, but mainly Massachusetts, certain other states. And and again, they, you know, I'm I'm talking about 29 years uh, of experience here and I'm saying, you know, they were really used a lot in the older days, if I'm allowed to say that. Back in the older days. I know, I know. I told you, my children made that comment to me. They go, uh-huh. oh, you mean back in the 1900s, Dad? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I guess back in the 1900s. Um, and and so so they, they, were, they were relatively popular from a privacy standpoint more than anything else. Uh, but now we have trustee certificates that we can use in Massachusetts, and so it's sort of alleviated the need for these nominee realty trusts, although they're still around. And when I say from a privacy standpoint, and they're not really a trust at all, 
they're really just a flow-through vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you you put a piece of property in, and you call it like the you know twenty-four School Street nominee realty trust. And if you folks have these, you know what they what they look like. That's just that it's going to have an address, a street name, mm-hmm. nominee realty trust, and then the schedule of beneficiaries that are attached to that usually will be somebody could be husband wife whatever but whoever's listed becomes the owner immediately so that's what i mean when it's not really a trust it just flows through mm-hmm. to those people and they control it they dictate what gets done with the property not the trustee itself okay. so the trustee doesn't have the power that with a real trust that the trustee has so who should actually consider using these why would you use them yeah um they're used maybe like i say i guess more so from a privacy standpoint so if i if i was to put them in there and and i was to name you know my family trust as the beneficiary yeah then i could just put on record at the registry the deed to the property yeah and that nominee vanilla trust but not the owner of the property, which is my big estate planning family trust that I prepared. I don't have to put that on record. So that was a, I keep that private. Mm -hmm. And all that goes on record is this vanilla nominee trust that doesn't say anything. So it kind of offered some privacy. So do you file the schedule of beneficiaries with that trust? Never. Oh, okay. So then they can't see that. So it gives you a little privacy. That's a really good point. I I didn't make that. The the one thing that gets filed is the nominee realty trust. The schedule of beneficiaries is actually not part of the trust. It's a separate schedule. Yeah. And that never gets filed. Okay. So they don't know that your family trust is the owner. They don't know that whoever you listed is the owner. Mm -hmm. They just see the, the trustee's they just see the nominee realty trust and the deed nowadays i don't need that i can deed property directly into one of my family trusts or mm-hmm. irrevocable medicaid trusts i can deed it directly in there and just file a one-page trustee certificate acknowledging the trust exists and who the trustee is and that they have power over the so real you still estate. have privacy with that because the trust isn't on file. and i don't need that so this is a really good point, folks. So many people are confused about nominee realty trusts and how they work. And and quite frankly, that's probably why it's the number one trust in my guide, because I want people to understand the how, first. how they work. Not the, the first. number one. Not in order of ranking. Yeah, not in order of ranking. <laughs> it just happens to be listed first. Um, but a lot of you have them. And the big scare is that sometimes you put children on as beneficiaries. Well, You've effectively given away your property and Mm -hmm. you don't even know it. Right. Right. But if they get divorced, you're going to know it. So learn how nominee realty trusts work along with seven other estate planning trusts that are listed in this guide. Which one is right for you? I don't know. Get the guide. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Again, demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts trusts 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com so todd i know i have seen nominee realty trusts in the past that have the schedule of beneficiaries but it's mom and dad listed as Ah. the beneficiary so what does that accomplish yeah another good point with these right so when when i say that they're flow-through vehicles and they just move the asset directly to that person 
you've really accomplished nothing. Let's play out the string. Let's say <clears throat> mom and dad, husband, wife come in and say, I've got my house. And they went to some, generally they, you know, they closed on it and they're, they're in a real estate attorney's office. Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, you should throw it into a nominee realty trust. Okay. So they do. And then they name themselves as the schedule of beneficiaries, husband and wife, 50-50, right? It started out in their name right? because they, they own the property. They deed the property to the trustee of the nominee realty trust. And then the schedule of beneficiaries is their name. We've just done a complete circle. A little boomerang. Yeah. We just put it from our name into the trust right back into our name personally. Arguably, that's not even avoiding probate. Right. I don't know what they've done. They've done really, really nothing. Yeah. So you got to think that through, folks. Right. So I've also seen where they have, you know, the kids listed as the beneficiaries. But what you're saying is Mm. they may think of the term beneficiary as who gets it when I die. They do. But if you have a nominee reality trust and your kids are listed as the beneficiary, you're saying the kids own it right now? I am, folks. And and this is really important because you're exactly right, Susan. Most people... (laughs) Don't think that that beneficiary schedule takes effect until they're dead. Right. But it does. Hmm. It's an immediate flow through because it's a nominee trust. It's not a true trust, if I could use that term. And so kids won't even know they own it. Right. Right. And so life goes on. And here's the dilemma. If one of those kids get divorced, Mm -hmm. they... Are their ex soon to be ex spouse's attorney is going to do some digging? Yeah, and they always tend to look to the estate planning documents of the parents, mm-hmm. especially if they're older, yeah, and try to make that part of their current divorce. And if they find this nominee realty trust with the schedule of beneficiaries listing the kids. Now that's an asset of the marriage, mm-hmm. never mind a potential asset of the marriage from the right. parents. It's an actual asset of the marriage, and it's going to have to be divided, and the parents could could find themselves without a house. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not good. So if you've got people out there, Todd, that are listening to this, that are horrified about this, mm-hmm. can it be fixed? Sure it can, and, and this is important. Well, I say it can. Depends on your family dynamics. Everyone's getting along. Hopefully everyone's getting along. Now, remember, if you go find this schedule of beneficiaries, you know, you can always go back to the kids and say, look, if you read the nominee realty trust, it's allowed to be amended and changed. And, And there's even language right in there that says, you know, the beneficiaries are those people listed in the schedule of beneficiaries herein before attached as amended day to day, you know, as may be mm-hmm. changed over the course of the, whatever it is. So it's yep. allowed to be changed. So you then just, of course, the changing of the schedule of beneficiaries needs to be done by the trustee, but the beneficiaries have to tell the trustee to make the change. So they have to agree to it. So you go to the kids and say, look, kids, I need you to sign this authorization and direction of beneficiaries telling the trustee to modify or change the schedule of beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, you change it, put mom and dad back on, get the property the heck out of the nominee realty trust, deed it out to them, 
and then let mom and dad deed the property right into their own family trusts. And again, one of the family trusts might be a simple revocable trust. Get the guide, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing & Dolan, thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. Always a pleasure. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor the Armstrong Advisory Group. We thank you for joining us, and we'll be back again next week on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing & Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection, and this month, Their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing & Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice, and with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated.